Hey, welcome back to the Stephen Sully study. I want to talk to you about today um, developing, making, having a vision board. Um, for me, it's one of the most important things um, to have, regardless whether you've got your own business, whether you're just a regular um, family person, um, maybe you have a job, maybe you're an investor. It doesn't really matter. I feel that in life, you need a purpose and you need to have a few different focuses. Um, and the vision board, what that does, what that allows you to do is to become excited, knowing, knowing where you're heading. Um, and it's a constant reminder about the things that you want to achieve, want to become, want to have. Um, these are the things that should keep you focused, definitely keep you grounded, keep you humble and working towards these things. So I'm going to give you a little um, breakdown with, uh, what, with what I do. Um, and some tips and some suggestions which which have worked for me. Um, I've taken some of the best bits from some mentors or some people that I know that do vision boards, and um, it yeah, it really really has helped me over the last over the last five ten years. So a vision board, a goals board, what is it uh, for me? I have broken down goals and visions into two different areas. Goals for me are um, things that you can achieve relatively quickly and I, I would say that within within a a few weeks a few months maybe in a few years and a vision is slightly different a vision for me is maybe what your life will look like in 5 10 15 years and beyond um this this is a, a lifestyle where you're not going to wake up tomorrow and because of the law of attraction suddenly your life is going to be transformed and now you're living you know in a 50 million pound mansion you know you're driving you've got about 20 different cars you've got all the watches you can imagine you've got houses around the world uh, for me that's a more of a vision um, but goals uh, are certainly a little little bit more shorter term and um, I think it's a good distinction uh, to have to to make but also have both of them on on, on your board so I call it a, a goal stroke vision board I make sure that I have one goal stroke vision board at work. So I'm constantly being re reminded um, of the things I want to achieve. And then I also got one at home. And it's really, really important to try and reflect, look at, stare at this vision board uh, in the morning, certainly during the day and also at night. So you keep and condition your subconscious mind about the things which are really, really important to you. So the seven areas. Um, the seven areas that I believe that you should be having on your, your vision boards that certainly give you a balanced lifestyle um, is I'll, I'll, re I'll rule them off to you and then we can talk talk about them in a bit more in depth. So the first one is financial goals. Financial goals are things like uh, um, maybe materialistic goals. So things like cars, houses, boats, private jets, um, uh, it could be things like uh, homes, which I might have mentioned. Um, maybe owning a motorbike. It could be uh, new suits. It could be new a new wardrobe. It could be anything which is kind of materialistic. Um, the second one, education. Um, these are going to be things like um, certain courses or mentorships that you want to sign up to, which is going to keep you uh, engaged and keep you um, evolving in your education and also in your mindset it could be books it could be certain podcasts that you need to uh, subscribe to um, it could be seminars that you need to go to things of that nature 
The next one is career or even uh, business goals. So you might be working for someone at the moment. You might be working in a company or um, a big corporation and you may want to progress. So in the next couple of months and next couple of years, you want to have a pay rise. You want to become um, a manager. You might want to become a partner of the business or you might want to leave altogether or you might want to run side by side uh, through your business. your career and also your, uh, whilst you are uh, working for somewhere, you might want to start up a business on the side. My, my business partner, she's, um, she's uh, currently working for someone, but she's invested into property with myself. So she's working for a big co- co- company in London, but at the same time, she's using some of her funds and her, her knowledge and also her skill set to transfer it over into property. And she's run, she's running that side by side with, uh, working um, for, for a company. Um, you might want to set a goal about leaving uh, the uh, the business and starting your up your own business or your own investment portfolio at some point. So these are the these are the kind of things you should be putting down in a in in your career or business. Next one is social goals. Um, I'm a big believer of having the right people around you. I, I do believe that people either take energy away from you, they pull you down, they make you feel negative, fearful, uncertain. Um, they make you doubt yourself because these people are drains or you've got other people that push you up. These are the people who like to see you thrive, like, like you to do well. I'll give you one example. I'm, I'm on a, a few um, WhatsApp groups and I'm on the one, one at the moment, which is called training group, where most people uh, on this group um, get together on a Wednesday night, a Saturday or other nights of the week and they do training together, a mixture between weights, running, you know, any kind of like cardio circuit based Based stuff, but there's a lot of very successful people in there. A lot, on, a lot of people in there are self-made millionaires. They come from nothing, and they've literally built up big businesses, big property portfolios. Anyway, I put on on the group um, a virtual tour of the first HMO that we completed in Chatham in Medway in Kent, and um, one of the guys on there who I've mentioned in previous podcasts that is a unofficially a bit of a, a mentor to me. I got to get a lot of inspiration from him and wisdom. And as soon as I put it up on there, he not only said like a big well done, but he said, I want to see more of these, Steve. I want you to be pushing yourself. And that li- little comment that he made over the uh, over the group gave me a bit of a boost, gave me a bit of you know excitement. And um, it's nice to get recognition from other people that are doing really, really well. So your social goals must be that you're going to you're going to be um uh, socialising, knocking about, being around the right people rather than drains. I'll give you one cl- good example as well. If you started hanging around with alcoholics, drug dealers, people that are taking drugs, you're going to end up becoming very, very much like them and probably getting into trouble. If you're hanging around people that look after their body, very much into their wellness, into education, into building you know, businesses, building a family, these are people that have got their feet firmly on the ground. They're the kind of people you want to... Uh, is, uh, you know, become like or is, uh, aspire to. Um, I, I firmly believe that you need to be around the right people all the time. Um, another thing that you may consider with with social goals is about upgrading where where you're going. So, for example, um, you if you're going to let's say the pub on the weekend, 
okay, going to Weatherspoons could serve a purpose. Or why don't you go to a different area, maybe in Mayfair, if you're nearby London, and go to some of the pubs around there because there's a different kind of sentiment or a different kind of aura or feeling when you go from one type of pub into another one in the heart of London in Mayfair. You get a different kind of crowd and you, you'll find that uh, the quality of people, depending on where you're going, will be will be significantly different. So something to consider. Next one is, this is one of the most important things for me, health and fitness and your physical goals. How do you want to look? What kind of body uh, fat percentage do you want? Do you want to gain weight? Do you want to lose weight? Are you are you pushing towards something like a boxing match? Are you competing in, I don't know, squash, badminton, tennis? Um, do you play rugby? I mean, what is it that you're try- trying to achieve? Are you training for the marathon? So have these things on your vision board because even if you're, let's say, overweight, slightly overweight, you're not so healthy and not so fit, um, you're going to give up smoking, you're going to give up drinking, you're going to give up all the junk food that you might be eating, then you're going to set a target and commit on doing some kind of marathon. It might be half a marathon, it might be the full marathon, it might be a boxing match, something that makes you resourceful, something that puts you under professional pressure and that's something that brings the best out in you. Um, this might be in a year's time. Um, one of the, one of the, the, the kind of tricks in, into conditioning your subconscious mind is... I've always been uh, told that with vision boards and goals, you need to put basically your face or put yourself around these goals as much as possible. So, for example, speaking about health and fitness, if there's a type of body that you want, um, why don't you find the body on the internet and something that resonates with you, something that you can get to? It could be a certain muscular kind of figure, it could be someone with a six pack, someone with a certain size bicep or neck size or whatever, and literally cut your head or um, do some clever cut and paste thing on the uh, on the computer and literally put your head onto that body. Now, even though that sounds a bit crazy and a little bit almost almost childish, a little bit wacky. Trust me, it does work. I got a friend of mine who um, literally put his his head on Anthony Joshua's body, and um, I got to tell you, he's not far off it. He is an absolute lump. He's a uh, uh, he's a bit of a specimen of a man. He's becoming very very strong. He's looking very very good. And I'm not going to say it's all down to that, of course not. But I'm just saying that it helps you. It reminds you. It, it gets you engaged and gets you visualizing how you can look if you have. Hard work, if you have complete dedication, if you have complete focus and you really, really want to achieve that goal. Um, the same thing applies with your with anything else. So even with your financial goals, let's say a car that you want to want to want to um, uh, buy. It could be a Ferrari. It could be a Bentley. It could be a Mercedes. It could be anything. It could be your first car. It could be a Ford Escort. It could be a Citroen Saxo. Go and test drive it. Go and get the feeling. Hear the sound. Even get a sensation of the smell, that brand new leather smell. Um, get someone to record you, take photos of you in it, um, and then put that on your vision board. Of course, you can't put the vis- um, the audio stuff on, on the vision board, but at least a picture of you inside that car, inside the cockpit, as it were, and um, get someone to take a couple of photos of you getting in and out of the car. So it just reminds you all the time the car that you want, want to want to buy and that you're going to achieve. I've got it for myself. I've test drove uh, an Aventador um, a couple of times, the Roaster, um, and also the S. Um, it's definitely a car that I'm going to achieve at some point. Um, 
And uh, I've got myself getting out of it um, when I test drove one in Pangbourne uh, at Lamborghini. Um, I, I will never forget that day. It was phenomenal. It was, it was sensational. And um, it's another reminder every single day of, of, of the car that I really, really, really want to buy. Next one, uh, I believe this is number six, family goals. Now, this is something that I kind of neglected um, at the early stage of um you know, uh, being a salesperson, going into business for myself, I was all really motivated by, you know, just becoming the best version of me. Um, I was immersed in, into, into podcast books, training, you know, trying to make money, um, focusing on, you know, materialistic things. And I was neglecting slightly, um, family, um, uh, sadly, you know, we're not going to be around forever. And your nan, your aunt is your mum and dad's, um, they're not going to be around forever. So you need to cherish every single moment that you have and you need to be around them because just being around them will probably pick them up and make them feel really, really good. Um, after all, you can choose your friends, you can choose your mentors, but you can't choose your family. Um, another good thing is, is it's going to overlap with your financial goals, but it could be holidays you want to take your family on. It could be Christmas. You want to treat everyone to a certain really nice dinner. I, I know I'm around certain mentors that take their families out to Michelin star restaurants for Christmas dinner. And if that's something you want to achieve, it's going to cost you three or four thousand pounds, maybe um, take out all your family, for example, then um, having that on your uh, vision board, your goals board is going to be very, very important. Um, I had a friend of mine that when he started making money, he said his first goal was to become financially free. The second goal was to make sure that his mum became financially free. And then the third one was to buy his mum the house that she was living in and he achieved that. And now she never, she doesn't work. It, she, he's made her um, retired and she can rest now. She can do the things that she wants to do. She can go see her grandkids freely and she hasn't got to worry about bills and that kind of thing. That is a really, really nice goal. Um, and I feel that if you can have very, very similar ones that get you excited and push you, I think that you and your family can benefit from it massively. Last one. Now, this one's a bit of a strange one. It's called spiritual goals. So spiritual, someone's perception and someone's meaning of spiritual is completely different to somebody else. So, for example, um, some people consider when you jump out an aeroplane um, as a, uh, a parachute jump, um, that can be quite spiritual because as you're falling through the sky, no matter how rich or poor or how old or, or how young you are or what gender you are, what sex you are, um, you, you become almost this insignificant body falling through the sky. And I've done it before and it is quite spiritual. Um, but going to a temple, going to a church, going to uh, a, a, a part of the world which has this natural energy about, about it can be quite spiritual. There's a place in um, Ibiza. If you haven't been to Ibiza, I suggest you go. It's not just about the partying, even though that is a big part of it and it's absolutely amazing to let your hair down. But also, um, there's quite uh, wellness stroke spiritual places out there that you can enjoy and you can be away from the party scene and enjoy the nice sun, nice food, nice drinks, nice people. And there's a place called Experimental Be Beach, which I got introduced to by a couple of friends of mine, my business partner, actually. And sitting on the beach there, you literally look at the sun, the sun and, and then at a certain point, there's a sunset and you're apparently meant to get natural energy from it. And you can consider that being quite spiritual. Other things that I've done is I went to Thailand and went to Chiang Mai, which is uh, north of Thailand. And I end up staying with a tribe for two, two nights 
in a, in the jungle. And I've got to tell you, no electricity, no regular things that you would consider as normal. Like even, you know, the, the loos weren't westernized. They were literally holding in the ground. Um, there was no uh, electrical lights. There was uh, there was no TV. There was no radio. I mean, I was literally staying in a bamboo hut for two nights. And I'll tell you what, the spiritual feeling that you got there, I've done it over Christmas as well. Um, I was li- literally eating pork and rice and drinking rice whiskey uh, on Christmas Day. And just in the middle, middle of this jungle, and it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, I end up uh, there was like a little tuck shop there, and they end up buying for all the children in 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 this village, in this kind of like community, loads of chocolate. I only spent probably about a hundred pounds, um, but that went you know to the moon and back in regards to the amount of chocolate and sweets I gave them, and it was so nice to see them so. So, um, so thankful and um, so excited, you know, it's just a really, really humbling experience. So that's my kind of like take on spiritual goals. So having certain um, things on your, on your vision board. So financial, number one, again, having cars, those kind of things, go and test drive your car, go and test drive uh, your goal, go, go out there and look at the apartment or look at the, the house that you really want to achieve or, or get maybe it is a goal, you know, in the next couple of months, because the amount of money that you could potentially earn, that could become a reality in the next few months or the next year. But most people, it might take five years. It might take six, seven, eight, ten years. It doesn't really matter. As long as you're on the path, that's the most important thing. But that's going to be considered more more of a vision. But just go out there. Even if you're a little bit nervous about asking to test drive a car, just kind of, you know, act as if um, and put yourself in that situation where you can go and test drive it and get really, really excited by it. Next one, educational goals, the kind of books that you want to um, want to be reading, pull it up on your vision board, even little sayings uh, about, you know, leaders are readers and big earners are learners, uh, things like that to remind you that you need to be reading every single day. You need to be listening to podcasts every single day. You need to get right mentors around you. Next one, the career and business goals. So I've got a friend of mine who stuck up um, a design of one of his restaurants that he wants to achieve later on. It's called uh, Beer and Beef. Um, it's a concept that he's got, which he wants to roll out. I've got no doubt he'll be very, very successful because he loves his food, loves his mission style restaurants, and uh, he's got a real kind of eye for uh, good ambiance and you know good surroundings when it comes down to food and restaurants. So put that up there you know, and uh, start designing something right now. Next one, social goals, um, you know, private members clubs you want to sign up to, put that up there, go and, go and experience it. I had a meeting last night at Soho House with one of the owners of Trapstar, a good friend of mine called Mikey. Um, he's a really good friend of mine, you know, very knowledgeable. He's been through, he's literally started a brand from literally nothing and the back, back of his car with two other business partners, a guy called Lee and a guy called Will, both very, very humble guys as well. They've got a lot of knowledge and just being around him, getting some inspiration, motivation from him and also being in a private members club like Soho House where you're vetted, um, you know, it's a goal. You know, you want to be in these private members clubs because the kind of quality of people in there are really, really, really high end and, you know, they will inspire you and it just takes one little meeting, one little conversation with some people in there and your life can turn turn for the better. Next one, health and fitness goals and physical you want to um, maybe uh, sign up to a certain gym. Um, there's regular gyms or there's these private members gyms or these wellness clubs and things like that. It might be taking up a new sport, uh, squash, racquetball. It could be tennis. It could be boxing. It could be MMA, tie boxing, anything like that. Put your body on. 
put your face on the body that you want want to look like in a certain amount of time. Body fat, have that written down, the, 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 the weight. Put all these things up on your vision board to constantly remind you what, what you're going to be achieving and the things that you're going to be doing. Next one, family, you know, uh, the trips you want to take them on, gifts you want to give them, um, experiences you want to do, uh, have with them. Also, things that you want to achieve for them, give back to them, go and see them more, make a call. You know, you might have family that live a million miles away from you. So just, you know, a call once a week, once every two weeks, that might be enough to make you feel good and to give them value and for them to feel good as well. Um, and I believe the last one is spiritual, the type of spiritual events that you want to go through. It might be going to a different part of the world, learning a new um, culture. It might be learning a new religion. You know, it could be anything. Find out what being spiritual means to you and then put that up in your vision board. The last thing. So I mentioned about putting yourself on that vision board as much as possible because your subconscious mind will see it as real if you're in those images as much as possible. The second thing Make sure your vision board is neat and tidy. And I know that sounds a bit obvious, but in financial, make sure you've got everything under the title financial in one corner of your vision board. Next one, education. Put that somewhere. Everything related to education. And if things are going to overlap, maybe pull it closer to the financial goal or, you know, if it's going to overlap between, let's say, social and health and fitness, it might be a private member's gym. Maybe, you know, try and try and put them next to each other. But what I'm trying to say is if your board is cluttered and you just got loads of random pictures everywhere without the titles on it, it's very, very hard for your mind to perceive this is going to be something that's going to be real. So make sure you title these sub areas, financial, educational, career, social, health, family, spiritual, put your face on it as much as possible, go and experience these goals as much as possible, get excited as much as possible. And some of these goals should make you quite nervous at the same time because you know you're going to achieve it, but it's going to take a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, maybe some sacrifice as well, such as the the food. If you're going to try and get a certain body, you're going to have to sacrifice the chocolate cake. You're going to have to sacrifice the beer, the booze, um, the refined sugar. You're going to need to cut down on certain things, but increase other things in, in, in your life. Um, so that's that's basically my take on the vision board. Make sure you have to make sure you have other things that remind you constantly why you want to achieve these goals. Use your computer screensaver as a as a chance to condition your subconscious mind on the, on the really really important things in your life. Could be a picture of your family, picture of the company that you're trying to build, picture of the house that you want to move into, picture of the watch or the car that you want to buy. Um, and then also on your screensaver on your phone, uh, there might be in the background, I've got a picture of my car on the front of my phone. I've got a picture of one of the companies that I'm a part of. And this is a constant reminder of improving it, improving myself um, and, and keeping myself focused. So thank you for tuning in to Stephen Sully's study. I hope you got a lot of value from it. If you have, please think about referring me to friends and family um, because if you're benefiting they can benefit from it too remember be happy but never content thank you